Hello. Just kidding. Uh, a friend at Apple taught me that. Um, how's everyone doing tonight? It's like two in the morning. You did it. Um, uh, I was just thinking the so backstage they have like a makeup station and the sound guy was like, "Oh, do you need makeup?" And I'm like, "I think I've got enough going on here. How do I?" How do I look? Do I look good? Yeah, of course I do. Anyway, um, so along with that and the layout and aggressiveness of this slide, um, I think that should set the tone for the rest of the talk. Um, so uh, despite what Lori said in his talk this morning, I'm not talking about WebAssembly. I think that they, were, they misread the schedule. That's actually um, Max's talk, which is moved to tomorrow. So please check it out. Um, I'm here today to talk about package managers. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and before, before I go on, I know this counts towards the time of my talk. Where is Keith Curson? Can I, is Keith here? Oh, here. Happy birthday, Keith. Cool, and while we're clapping, let's get a round of applause to the organizers, volunteers, speakers, sponsors. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me tonight, um, which was supposed to be a talk I had called JavaScript, considered useful. Um, but then I saw that the conference schedule um, had my talk this late, and so I switched things up a bit. Um, so thank you for sticking around this late for the first episode and maybe last of my new hit show, JavaScript After Dark. Uh, nighttime is a time to reflect on the past day. Like, did we feel productive? Did we meet our goals of meeting new people, saying hi to old friends, not drinking too much coffee? Who here drank too much coffee? Uh, did we learn some new stuff from the talks today? Like how capitalism is bad, right? Wow. Um, it's also a time to reflect on those moments we can't ever take back, uh, whose flashbacks keep us up at night. Uh, important and impactful, meaningful moments like this time um, a woman asked me in Lower Manhattan three years ago at that red X there where the Chase Bank was. And I said, I didn't know, but it turns out we were literally in front of a Chase Bank. <laughs> Think about it every night. Tonight, we're going to reflect on some just as insomnia-inducing past and present moments of JS the language, the community, and me. Tonight, I am your tall, shadowy figure hovering above you over sleep paralysis. Now, we're not gonna reflect on the birth of JavaScript 23 years ago. There's like a wealth of content online you can read about how it came to be, and it really wasn't even the most exciting thing to happen in 1995. That, of course, goes to Space Hog's debut album, Resident Alien. Shouts out um, if you're into British glam rock. If not, get into it. Um, Oasis also released What's the Story, Morning Glory around that time, but that's probably just as uninteresting to me tonight as the JavaScript origin story. 
I bet you didn't think that someone from outside the world of package managers would be bringing the hottest takes to the JavaScript conference. But here we are. Um, the only year in the past that we are going to talk about is probably the most impactful to all of us tonight, and that is 10 years ago, and that is 2009. I know a lot of math. Um, so what were JavaScript, the community, and I up to in 2009, and have we all collectively grown and grown up since? So let's explore. Uh, in 2009, JavaScript had just about started getting used to actually being useful, both for normals and nerds. Um, the iPhone had only been out for about two years, so the idea of JavaScript in everyone's pockets was real, but it was still in its infancy. Not a lot of people like knew. It had been about four years since Ajax had come about, uh, and I think stronger than dirt is a pretty good bar to reach for scripting languages. In part to Ajax, Web 2.0 was evolving from simple user interactions like shitpost blog comments to actual collaboration and real-time shitposting comments um, with the release of Google Wave. Um, Wave pioneered the operational transforms algorithm that most well-working collaborative environments use today, like Glitch. Um, so honestly, haters of Google Wave can eat it. Um, GitHub and Stack Overflow were about a year old, and the most popular JavaScript questions from that year were a reflection of both the language's youth and complexity, um, which nearly matched that of the social construct of time, which to this day we still have issues with in JavaScript. Prototype, Scriptaculous, Dojo, and jQuery were all a few years old already. <laughs> it's about the user interface, baby. I'm sorry, I cringe whenever I, I hear that. Um, for the client side, there wasn't much besides the cringy taglines and logos entirely exciting or dramatic going on. Um, and, and to be fair, this is the year before Backbone um, was released, so there was no real framework wars in sight yet. Uh, it would be another year before Steve Jobs would release his viral YouTube video slash open letter thoughts on Flash. Um, by the way, Flash ends of life next year. Um, so rich people and blogging males weren't quite yet talking about HTML5 as, as if it were like an actual brand new language ready to solve literally every problem yet. So it was a simpler, softer, more down-to-earth time for the document object model and those of us um, fucking around with it. But that's not to say that 2009 was without excitement or even conflict and drama. Um, shouts out to the TC39 panel earlier. Um, it looked a lot different back then. Um, looked a lot different last year. Uh, TC39 was having a rough time coming to a resolution to a debate that I will summarize, as I do most drama in this community, as grown-ups fighting on blogs instead of saying it to their faces. Blogs for the unfamiliar were how people used to put long threads of tweets into a single page, by the way. RIP. Um, and TC39, for those who missed the panel earlier, which was a great panel, um, it's a technical committee to whom large companies pay upwards of 70K US dollars to join and vote on what does or doesn't change with JavaScript the language. Um, it appears that in 2009, um, the committee was pulling a weekend at Bernie's with the pure and applied math icon, Jean von Neumann. Uh, fun fact. 
Neumann invented merge sort, which is the second best sorting algorithm next to Jort sort, um, of course. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is what TC39 was actually fighting about. Whatever it was, it was honestly one of the least interesting things I read about in trying to learn what was going on in 2009. But to be fair, there was a lot of competition and being interesting. Remember, Google Wave came out that year. And by the way, um, it's, it's hard not to see some irony in that the year collaboration was disrupted. Some dudes from large companies building those collaboration tools had a hard time collaborating with each other. Maybe that's the hardest problem in computer science. Um, but if you stare directly into the sun, you may find it interesting that the resolution of this particular conflict was the committee renaming ECMAScript 3.1 to ECMAScript 5th edition. Bumping a version, 1.9 points was a huge deal back then. Um, it only pales in comparison to several years later when TC39, I guess, had like another conflict and resolved it by bumping up the version 2009 points. Obviously an homage to the 2009 renaming. Numerologists should be all over this shit. Most of the news about JavaScript um, 2009 was not about JavaScript, but about browsers who were all allegedly the best. Um, Stallman was mad about open source. Uh, and yeah, some things haven't changed. Companies tracking us, so you know, we knew. We were warned. Um, but I think most of you in this room would agree that the actual exciting news within the JavaScript canon that year, um, for developers at least, was the founding of the common JS module specification, and a few months later, the initial release of Node.js. Yeah, woo, yeah, woo. Uh, so like 2009 was like a growth spurt year. Our youthful and complex JavaScript was finally going through puberty. You know who wasn't going through puberty? Me. I was 24 years old in 2009, and if you go off my tweets from that year alone, I was dealing with excruciating wisdom tooth pain, which I couldn't afford to fix because I was broke as fuck. So I took recreational drugs to curb the pain instead and expressed myself on the internet while doing so. I was into Rob Thomas and deleting the internet before that became cool. And I freaking loved Yahoo Pipes. Shouts out. What would probably surprise you is that I was actually not writing much JavaScript. I was in graduate school working on my master's in computer science. Uh, and my last year of courses was virtually all mathematics. Uh, and we're not writing pages and pages of pure math quite beautifully, I must add. Um, I was programming in R. Who here knows R? So for those of you who are unfamiliar with R, it's similar to S. Very self-explanatory. I had a lot of odd jobs back then, but my most fulfilling was teaching non-technical college students how to use Excel at 7 a.m. Um, I love this review from Rate My Professors because it said, um, the class topics themselves are really boring, but it's not like she invented Microsoft Office and forced it upon us. Now, I did not invent Microsoft Office, but I did create the curriculum, so uh, yeah, 7 a.m., fun times. I had no idea what Stack Overflow or GitHub were, and 
those sites are probably not even actively considering me a part of their target core demographic. Um, I was a young white woman studying computer science, stats, and lunar algebra in a state school in New Jersey. Uh, in 2009, that was like the conventional path to becoming a software engineer if you were broke, living on your own, and the only person in your family to go to college. I don't think that there were any web developer boot camps in 2009. Um, and most higher education software engineering focused programs, at least in the States, were using Java and C++ and still to this day um, to teach programming, at least at an applicable level. So my sparing usage of JavaScript was copying and pasting from cool sites and blogs I like to look at and follow using Google Reader. Remember? I do. Googlers in here, I remember what you did. Um, also, I want to shout out to my old D&D crew, Brian Brennan's here. Um, I forgot to take my D&D handbook and my glittery makeup bag full of dice out of this shop before I took it. Uh, and uh, the elephant says PHP. PHP is JavaScript with question marks. <laughs> I did a lot of really shitty part-time freelance web design and development. Yes, design. Um, with like a wide range of low or no paying clients. Um, and, and most of that development work was written in PHP, which is way prettier than the designs I was expected to come up with. So yeah, my then boyfriend's friend's dad's real estate company who didn't pay me, um, learned about DMCA takedowns that year. Um, Joan Osborne, Grammy nominated, singer, performer of What If God Was One of Us fame hated what I designed, but it's fine. Um, and one of the guys who wrote the story that the movie Baby Geniuses was adapted from, and that guy was, at, he's actually sick as fuck, um, but he also hated what I designed. But as my friend Lon Ingram once said when his kid vomited on him, tough but fair. I didn't even tweet about JavaScript until 2010. Far from helpful. I shan't be purchasing the services from you. To me, uh, the programming community, let alone the JavaScript community, didn't really exist. Um, program in general didn't exist outside of the classroom and maybe in a couple of IRC channels and this one mailing list I participated in about my favorite operating system, OpenSolaris. I'll pour one out for that. Like while TC39 was arguing over what they were whatever they were arguing about in 2009, Oracle was buying Sun Microsystems, microsystems, and so with that was the, the end of the OpenSolaris project. And I was heartbroken, and to this day, I am still pissed at Oracle. You know what also died in 2009? GeoCities. Yeah, so this may seem hella dramatic, but at this time, I was basically watching everything that was important to me about open source and building the web being destroyed in a very tiny bubble that was very far and extremely different from the bubble I am in today, which is the JavaScript community. The JavaScript community, what many of us call the communities, what we see here tonight. You know, we think of JSConf, the family conferences, and JSConf EU. Um, this conference, as mentioned in the morning's intro, started in 2009 in response to, or after the inaugural JSConf US earlier that year. Um, you may recognize the organizers. Little baby Jan. I like that Jan grew his beard over the past 10 years so that he can dye it pink just for us tonight. Uh, 
Malta, where are you? I see you in the pink there. I can't believe you spoke at your own conference. That's like wearing a Green Day shirt to a Green Day concert. I mean, it's badass, but I don't know. Also, you notice I'm not making fun of AMP in this talk, so you're welcome. Um, so while, while to me there was no community, it definitely did exist somewhere. And allegedly it was rock and roll. And remember, I love rock and roll. So like, why didn't anyone tell me about this? I mean, if you look at this image and you look at the earlier couple of years images in that like intro, um, you'll probably realize that I wasn't part of the core target demographic of um, not only many of the tools that came out in 2009, but these events. And, and that's not meant to be shade, that's reality. Um, in 2009, it was very hard to see someone like me in the audience of an event like this, let alone on stage, visible and admired by the tech community. Um, also, these conferences were in art as, they're expensive as hell. Uh, and, and I don't know about the rest of y'all who, who at least like went to college, but the predatory textbook industry ate up whatever so-called disposable income I had. Plus, I need to buy weed because my wisdom teeth were hurting. Just kidding, I've never done a crime. Uh, but today, 2009 plus 10 equals 2019, uh, I can better support myself and others. And, and not only am I actively part of the JavaScript community, I'm literally right here on stage at the 10th JSConf EU, or at least the 10th year that they've had it. So congrats to the organizers and, and everyone for such a long run. Let's give another round of applause. What a wild ride this past 10 years have been. For one, um, I don't have wisdom teeth anymore. Um, so that's great news. And less great news, I also don't have Google Reader, Google Wave, or Yahoo Pipes. Um, 10 years, I was mad at Oracle. Today, the feeling is mutual. Um, this is a tweet by an Oracle employee after this conference announced my speaking. And please don't find this person and give them shit. Um, He's correct. JSConf EU is better than this. Using a Futurama GIF to represent me? This conference will be hearing from my lawyers. Uh, and by the way, it needs to be said that me making fun of Oracle owning the JavaScript trademark is not punching down because unlike Larry Ellison, I don't own a fucking island with a volcano on it. So he's going to be just fine. JavaScript the name though, maybe it's not unreasonable to worry about that. Capitalism is bad. So, yeah, not only do I worry about or write a lot of JavaScript, I'm now an exec at the most, one of the most exciting startups in the JavaScript ecosystem, glitch.com. Um, yeah, shouts out. Uh, I get to lead and work with some of the best engineers, designers, and business people in the world, and we're all working together to make it so that everyone who uses the web can create the web. And it's been wild to start to see that happen. Um, and not only is it happening, but people are building apps on Glitch that I couldn't imagine would be possible within the confines of the browser and this beloved portable dynamic language we use. Like, I'm not even saying hard to see like 10 years ago. Like I couldn't imagine this stuff, or double stuff, um, five years ago. Things like virtual reality and motion detection in the browser. We have a cool 
um, WebVR starter kit, and we've been working with Mozilla on making cool demos. Um, and like in the browser, like who to thunk? Um, machine learning and music, shouts out to Monica Dinkalescu's really awesome stuff with Magenta.js. Um, I have people asking and answering important existential questions about the new metal group Evanescence. The answer is going under is their best song. Um, and I also see people on a more serious note, you know, extending other services and even content management systems like WordPress with their Gutenberg editor. So it's sick. Um, game devs are not only making games on Glitch, but they're building them in a way so that those who don't typically design and build games can do so with their own levels. And that is also super sick. Uh, and speaking of get games, that quiz game that Marco and Soma have been playing is a Glitch app. But also like under the hood, we have a powerful as hell collaborative editor written in JavaScript that runs in the browser that lets everyone write JavaScript and other languages collaboratively and even view server-side JavaScript in the browser. So like the scale of access to writing JavaScript in 2019 among all the editors is matched only by the access to learning it this year. You know, there are boot camps now, and there's online learning, and they're expanding the options and opportunities for people to enter the community and industry. Even the books I see about JavaScript today show that not only is the community growing in number of developers and technologies, but the backgrounds of those using JavaScript is changing. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Daniel Schiffman of Coding Train, awesome series. Um, Nick Morgan writing the JavaScript for Kids book. Um, and all the like, Awesome, great initiatives like Black Girls Code, giving like people, getting people of all ages and backgrounds into our community so that we all collectively can not only build the web together, but build like an ethical web that solves the problems that we all actually have and solves everyone's problems, not just a core group. Um, People aren't just asking, you know, anymore how to use JavaScript to redirect a page or figure out the name of the month. Um, they're asking JavaScript, they're asking how to use JavaScript to tell a story with data around gun violence and political activism. And we're learning and teaching literature and art using the language. So shouts out to ProPublica. Um, Color of Change, awesome organization. Um, my large son, Angus Kroll, for writing if Hemingway wrote JavaScript. Um, and then VART Institute is my own project. It's like the at the drive-in of side projects. It's like on indefinite hiatus and fronted by a huge dingus. And not only does JavaScript, the language, look different, the people writing and talking about JavaScript do too. So shout out to all of my fellow speakers at this event, round of applause for them. And the MCs. And don't you dare let anyone tell you that the diversity in who is writing all this code and the brilliance of what is being made with it are a coincidence. Um, it's not, and we have a lot more work to do to make it actually diverse and inclusive and we can only imagine how awesome and how brilliant the things coming out of this language will be when we are at the point and beyond um, that we could say that. Anyway, 2009 was a wild year, but 2019 is fucking lit. 
which makes it incredibly hard to imagine what could be in store for us in 2029. But I flew all the way out here, so let's give it a go. These are my hopes and dreams for 2029. Um, but first, you might have noticed my avatar on the website. Um, I gave them one that had my face and the skeleton zoomed in. Um, I was told that the reason my conference headshot is zoomed in on the skeleton is because of AI, which means we're all going to die. Uh, but honestly, in 2029, a significant amount, if not majority, of code will be written by machines. And that shouldn't be surprising with all the talk about artificial intelligence in this industry. Um, this has been planned for decades. If you read any early textbooks on artificial intelligence, like the people who've like created that idea did it so that machines would write our code for us. Like, I don't know why we like creating work for ourselves. Like, the machines can do it. And and we've already boilerplated and automated a lot via command line interfaces, which is rad. But we're going to need um, some nice, slick graphical user interfaces to bring that development to the masses, much like some of our favorite operating systems did for computing in general. So that's the cycle we're entering into now. And because we need GUIs, there's a lot of abstraction and design challenges that come with it. So that means that those specializations we saw starting to disappear over the past 10 years, like, you know, like content and style as separate concerns from interaction, I think that those things are going to become more discrete again. And with that, like the role front end and back end will become rarely used unironically as much as the phrase close to the middle is. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more specialization in our community, and front and back will be replaced with UI, ML, AI, IoT. I hope they come up with another phrase in IoT. I don't like that. Um, too many letters. Uh, VR. I, I would say hobbyist or maker, but I think that's also kind of like... The, the maker movement is still quite misogynist because women have been doing crafts and yarn and all that sort of shit for years. So hopefully there's a better word for that that doesn't sort of bring that patriarchal theme into things. Um, but yeah, way specialized. And that's not to say that there won't be a space for generalists because we're going to need even more of them to mentor, coach, and educate new and seasoned specialists. So. I think like the thing that we need to worry about, and I'm seeing it already in our community, is the gap in value and pay of educators in the industry. Uh, yeah. Shouts out to my teachers. And not like the engineers who teach on the side because it's extra money and they don't really care about the people that they're teaching. No. Um, anyway, I can't go on these tangents. I'm gonna get people mad. Um, that gap, by the way, I think should be, can be filled with all the money Microsoft is spending on trying to figure out who Horse.js is. Uh, just saying. Um, Ryan Dahl will be doing a Mistakes I Made Making Dino tour. I'm sorry. Ryan, if you watch this video, you're a treasure. Please don't hate me. But I'm right. Um, Microsoft is going to shut down GitHub and VS Code in their master plan to get us back to using Microsoft Word to build HTML pages. Like nature intended. And because Word doesn't allow JavaScript, all y'all who are like JavaScript is considered harmful folks will finally be happy. But then you'll realize your brand has become obsolete, so sorry about that. 
Um, maybe ECMA will update their website design. Also, you see all the, the trademarks down there? That's an update. <laughs> if any of y'all are here still, um, I want to propose some hot, new, trendy dark modes um, or an old classic hot dog stand. Uh, even better, maybe in 2029, we'll have designed and implemented a more diverse and inclusive way to evolve the language than leaving it up to only large English-speaking corporations who can afford not only a seat at the table, but the flight and hotel to wherever that table keeps moving around to. Now, Given the number of people in this room and my background in both statistics and getting yelled at on the internet, um, I will say it's highly probable that some of you are thinking, Jen, why are you complaining about diversity when you just said this event is more diverse than it was 10 years ago? And yes, Uncle Bob, from my extreme white woman perspective, we're doing a bit better this decade when it comes to DNI, but um, I predict and hope that by continuing and evolving this work, in 10 years, the need for diversity scholarships will have dwindled or have been made obsolete by the fact that companies will value all of their employees enough to sponsor their being a part of these events. Or at the very least, people will not complain on Twitter about people of color having their own space at these events. Just a reminder, we are living in a misogynist and white supremacist society. Um, and that plays into a lot of the stuff that's happening over the next 10 years in AI. And I don't want to like slip that under the rug. Um, so these are hopes and dreams, and I'm hoping that more people are involved and more diverse people are involved so that we can sort of undo the damage and like prevent that. Anyway, that's like an aside off script. Um, I can talk for hours about that. Um, but uh, I think another thing is that uh, all of us community organizers will have hopefully evolved the conference experience so that, yeah, fuck yeah. Are they playing foosball? Are they getting like, excited about foosball? Shaking my head. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think that we will make it so that all people can still know the community exists and feel like they're a part of it even if they're like I was in 2009, which was too broke to travel and or too lost to know what I was supposed to be looking for. And I predict that a lot of people writing code in 10 years, if not the majority of people writing code in 10 years, will not be developers by trade. And so we need to welcome them to this experience as well, as well as TC39, whatever hopefully non-corporate professional group is running the show. Um, and it's been said that this will be the last JS Config which in the wake of my Microsoft Word prediction, I'm not surprised. Um, but much like every conference though, I think that they'll probably just skip a year or two and then keep going again for years to come. Just like, I'm thinking like, I think this might be my last JavaScript talk, but like, I said that a few years ago and then I came back, you know? Jay-Z said he wasn't making music anymore and then he came back. Um, I don't know, I just think that something like this is too magical and beautiful a thing to give up, this like ability to bring different people together to learn and grow with each other. Uh, 
It won't run quite the same this conference though, and it shouldn't because again, like what the language and community look like is rapidly changing. So, you know, those of you here running companies and popular projects in the ecosystem, I want you to take note of, of that dynamic changing. I think it's becoming hella evident today and, and, and not only that not only are more companies in our ecosystem going to have to live by the value that all people matter more than the tech we're building, but the survival of their business will depend on their being accountable and honest to those values. You know, they're, they're staffed by and used by the community. And so those of us running companies in that space need to like walk the walk, sprint even, uh, more than, than talking the talk. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, set aside, I'm just thinking a lot about like CJ's talk. It's been really hard to witness what's been going on at NPM because like at Glitch, we're, you know, we talk about like we're trying to get everyone to be able to build the web and our product is very like focused on people and it just sucks when like someone in the ecosystem just like fucks up something and it sets the rest of us who are trying to do good work back and, and that's fine. We're ready to do the work. We're, we're, here, we're here for the fight. Like we're going to do it and we're going to win. Like we're counting on it. Um, but I, I'm just hoping that you all still you all question companies and ask questions and keep us honest and hold us accountable because some of us like want to do you right. We're trying, we're trying really hard. Um, and, and while tech is already political, in 2029 I predict there will be significantly fewer cowards pretending it's not. As for me, I don't know where I see myself in 10 minutes, let alone 10 years. Besides, of course, hotter and smarter, let's be honest. Thank you. Uh, where I see myself in the future has always been my hardest problem in computer science. Like, I know where I'm at now, and that's like living a life and in a world that I never could have imagined 10 years ago, let alone two years ago. Three months before I joined Glitch, I was exploring how to quit tech because I felt really ill and I just couldn't manage going to work every day miserable and also physically being miserable. And one of those things had to give and that was tech. And then fortunately an opportunity came around and I ended up at Fog Creek and now Glitch and that's all great and good, but I could never like see that path happening. And it's very scary when you enter a space even someone who's been in the game for as long as me and not knowing what's ahead of you, like not having any visibility, you know? It took a lot of like hitting roadblocks, earning a couple of degrees and like dodging obstacles, writing lines of code and words about code, getting yelled at on the internet on the regular and just like a fuck ton of work uh, for me to get to where I am today. And it wasn't a direct repeatable path, um, becoming a woman in leadership. And, I'm not confident that such a path is available for anyone else, let alone myself to continue. You know, something might happen and in three months or six months, I might be like, you know what, something's gotta give, I gotta go back to teaching Excel at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. or the fuck it was. I'm not a morning person anymore, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but I predict or at least hope that with like the work we're all doing, like all of us in this room, um, and helping everyone on the web create the web, that our community in 2029 will be more visible and accessible, as well as the definition of success for individuals. 
more and different people will not only get a say in how our language evolves, but they'll get time on stage. Um, they'll get the safety that comes with being valued and fairly paid. Um, I think that, or hope that they'll be able to see themselves continuing on that path and reaching their ideal destination, that they're not just sort of walking blindly like I feel I am myself today. And I think with that, they'll hopefully be a little more confident in coaching other generations and types of coders to reach their ideal destinations as well. And I think a lot of um, prominent, visible, marginalized people in this industry know, have, have many stories like this to tell, but you know, one day a woman came up to me and was like, I really look up to you, I follow you on Twitter, I'm like, sorry. Uh, and she's like, I wanna like, be you in two years. And I'm like, girl, I couldn't be me in two years. And I can't even tell you how to be me in 10 years. And so that's what I'm hoping will change. And I hope that path will include building like awesome apps that solve everyone's problems. Um, I hope it includes leading a team of the greatest engineers in the world. And you know, even flying thousands of miles to shitpost Larry Ellison. A volcano on the island. Look it up. Um, if I play my cards right, and if y'all let me play them, I think that I'll be doing all of those things still. Maybe not fly miles to shitpost Larry Ellison. That's kind of like a one and done thing. Um, I think that maybe I'll be helping some glitch employee work on their .docxconf.eu talk where they showcase all the awesome apps that our RAD community made that year. Um, and we asked our community what they would be making in 2029, and it was things like facilitating farming, um, supplying and exchanging energy, quantum computing, challenging the social construct of time, um, facilitating the consumption of news in a social media dystopia, uh, and maybe even just simply making websites. Um, I know that my hair will probably be all gray, which will look sick as hell. Uh, I hope my wisdom teeth don't grow back. I don't know, climate change, like you never know what's gonna happen. Anti-vaxxers, like, I don't know. Uh, but I'm pretty confident that every night I'll be lying wide awake, just like I've done for years, reflecting on that one moment where I told that woman in front of the bank that I did not know where the Chase Bank was. Maybe the sun will burn out. Thank you. Anyway, thanks for sticking around for JavaScript After Dark. I'm Jen Schiffer. You're all awesome. Smash those links. Please like and subscribe. And I'll see you on glitch.com. Thank you.